Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. Good morning. Welcome to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services along with Trent Hastings from the Roby Family of Company. We are your hosts. Sunday 9 to 10. They move us to another time slot. I'll be in trouble. I won't have a good intro anymore. We talked about that last week. I know. You got my head. Now I'm thinking like, is it 9 to 10 or are we 12 to 1? Because it's definitely not 9 o'clock right now. What do people do when they listen to us on the podcast version? You throw them? Do you think they start changing their watches? I, no, no. I think they only listen to us from nine to ten. They only listen. <laughs> you make a really good point there. The great thing is, though, they have two nine to tens a.m. p.m. That's so, it. So it gives them a wide range of options. And then our our show is thirty four to thirty five minutes of airtime, counting commercials on the radio. So they have a good they have a good variance between right. nine and ten. Well, here's what I that I mean. You make a good. I think they should listen to the show twice a day. Oh, really? Every, every, only on Sundays. <laughs> yeah. Their IQ would drastically reduce. Hey, I got it. On the <laughs> intro, cut out sun, every Sunday from 9 to 10. Just say, 9 to 10. And then they got to listen to us seven days a week, 14 times a week. Oh, man, that's good. Uh, well, Trent, I think we have a pretty cool show today. Uh, I, I meant to send our guest, Chris Fay, who I, I know from college, a disclaimer. Uh, they would say, we are not allowed to talk about... What happened at the Pie Cap House in Clemson from the years 2000 and 2004 stays in the Pie Cap House at those time periods. We were fraternity brothers back at Clemson. Yeah, I just actually uh, met Chris. Yeah. He, he hails from Greenville, right? Yeah. Met Chris and his family on a Disney trip last June, and we just were on the Jackson Hole trip together, spent a lot more time kind of getting to know each other. And I was at the airport when we we were flying out, Reagan and I, and he texts me, he said, hey, by the way, do you, you know Patrick McIsaac? I was like, <laughs> uh, you obviously don't listen to the At Home with Roby show. It's like, what? We just, had, we just had a roadblock in our relationship. What post office did you see his picture? That's when I would have wrote back, something stupid like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But no, it's a small and world. And that would have been so corny, Delmonte would have Dude, I know, but that's kind of how I roll. That's my kid's favorite saying. I may use that one from time to time. It's pretty good. Too much corn in the can. <laughs> Delmonte's <laughs> got to make some profit. They only going 70, 70%. I got to have some airspace. <laughs> that could be a rocking sand. Uh, we could make it in the, in the contracting world. It could be corn and juice. I mean, it's this great joke. It it's works. Always, it's always been about Del Monte. Right, and it puts them in a good light because you think about Del Monte and corn and subliminal, and we just turned it into now all their hours profit seekers. <laughs> Give me my corn. Oh, I want man. more corn. Anybody that was hoping to get some good wisdom this morning has just turned to another radio station. So Rock and Sand is the principle of. Yep. 
you got to do some rocks because they fill the hole and sand is running your business. And if you do sand, it takes too long to fill the hole. Well, no, and that's cool about Work on the business and the business. The EOS system that we have. I mean, that that was one of the things that sort of obviously we knew that one already, but uh, we got to work on the rocks. So you got to put some corn kernels in the can to fill the can <laughs> faster, so you don't have to use too much juice. It, yeah, because it it'll eat up your profit. Because it, it, it's got it works. fructose. Oh, man, I think we lost some people. Uh, they following along. That's all they right. They like it. That's they all smile. right. You smiling out there? TJ, what do you think? You smiling? You still in a good mood? Come on. Gave me the, they gave me two thumbs up. TJ's Was that the double thumbs up? a lot lately. He last, has. Last couple shows he's smiling. Must be this pleasant weather. The weather's on the rise. I just took a gamble there. You know I, don't think, I don't think that... Uh, I don't think we're going to have a real bad cold spell again. I'm, I'm making a prediction. Well, shameless plug... Get your HVAC system looked at now before it starts getting too Ooh. hot. Look at that. Advertising for Roby Heating and Cooling. Second shameless plug. Thunderstorms are coming soon. Oh, get your generator. Generator's rolling. Everybody wants to talk about a generator when the storm's going to be here in three days. Yeah, we have somebody that had us do that in one time. And now you're nowhere in the supply chain <laughs> problem world. <laughs> yeah. So can you get a generator? Uh, We can make some stuff happen. Yeah, you can get generators. They're available. What is the supply, relative to your world right now, Patrick, what's the supply chain shortage? Oh, uh, where is it not? Um, really, I mean, it, it's it's definitely a moving target in the construction industry right now. I mean, I had a uh, a compo- electrical component for a project that we're working on, and, and, and the guy told me the lead time was 84 weeks. <laughs> you're not, I was like, you're not being I'm serious. serious. I was like, oh, we're starting in two weeks. So that's going to probably be an issue. But, I mean, you just kind of have to get creative yeah. and ebb and flow a little bit. Uh, I mean, everybody's dealing with it, right? Um, I, I don't really know of any industry that's saying, hey, man, I got plenty of inventory in the truck. Let's go. Um, every, every sub's feeling it. When it has you know the another. crazy thing. I mean, what goes up must come down, yep. and, and, and everything goes in circles, as Dad used to always say. All these markets in a year or two or three years, however long it takes, are going to be fat and saturated. Mm-hmm. And then prices will come down, and then they'll be trying to give stuff away, and then they'll be trying to take you to eat dinner, but right now they won't even answer the phone. <laughs> That's about right. Uh, what I, happened? I, tail wagging the dog around him. I, I do feel for him, though. I mean, I know every day that this has got to be a stressful time to be in the supply. I mean, everybody, where's my product? Where's my product? I can't get it. I can't get it. I can't get it. I mean, it's just dealing You're with You're the that. middleman. You have no control. Now they feel like a contractor. Do you know how many times I've <laughs> used your expression, it's a game of heels and toes, and those boys are on their heels right now, big time. Um, we like to operate on our toes when we can, but... Mm-hmm. Um, it's just the market can dictate that. And I'll tell you this, and, and, and more than ever right now, the squeaky wheel gets the, gets yeah. the lube. Mm-hmm. So our people need to be the most toe proactive people we can be. It's a culture. And wear people out Yep. with kindness. Yep. Just wear them out. Let them know we're here. Let them know we're number one here so that we can, we can beat beat this timeline as long as much as we can no and we have to i mean i think any business now if you're not being intentional about your culture that's the other issue right we have a people shortage if you're not being intentional with your culture mm, you might be too late mm. get on that all right tell us about chris fay chris fay is a good person now okay. I, I haven't talked to him 50 tpm but i have a great tpm story to tee off so we'll we'll, we'll get in now in the next segment all right chris fay working for a family business i think it's his in-laws business yep. Running it uh, when we return, Helen from Greenville, TPM. You're listening to At Home with Roby. 
Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services on Trent Hayson from the Roby family of companies. We are your hosts. If you missed the last segment, go back, hit us up on the podcast. Uh, always having fun in here on a Sunday morning. Trent, we have a blast from the past in my world, and, and it's just crazy how small of a world it is. Uh, with Chris Pay, our guest uh, <clears throat> from TPM. And uh, did you get that cat? I did. Throat? Goodness gracious. Or hairball? It, it was a hairball. Hit TJ in the forehead. Um, but I got to tell a quick story before Chris comes on. Chris, I, I, I mentioned this to you when we talked on the phone. Uh, your father-in-law is Jerry Cooper, right? Yep, that's right. And so when I, my last semester at Clemson, I took a, like a final management class um, that was required to graduate. And it, at the end, a group of us had to do a study on a local business. And uh, your your wife now, Casey, was in my group. And we got to go study this business. And, and I promise you, I learned more in four hours touring TPM uh Jerry was so gracious with his time, so open, kind of like you are, and I'm sure Chris is the same way. I mean, like, no question was really off, out of bounds, and, uh, man, it was great. It took us to a really nice dinner, very memorable day, and, and kind of, you know, just one of those things I thought back of when you, when you kind of start going down the entrepreneurial road is like, wow, this guy was just just so giving with his time. It was, it was really neat, and then to see Chris now as the president of that company is pretty cool. That is cool. So, Chris... You you married into it, yeah. man. Come on. Yeah, man. I, I'm the uh, I'm the uh, son-in-law, the son-in-law in the business that came in, and and yeah, it's funny. You know, I've, I've heard so many stories like that about uh, about Jerry, and just I mean, how gracious he is with his time. And it was just, cool. Uh, man. He's like the ultimate people person. I've never never met anybody um, quite like him. And the tour, the famous TPM tour. Uh, is known worldwide. Anybody that comes into our business, uh, if Jerry is here, will always get the tour. So it's something special you got to experience, Patrick. Well, that too, and you know, he like put us into a conference room, and I mean, you know, you're so wet behind the ears in college, you think you know everything, but you really know nothing until you get out and get some actual experience. I mean, he was talking about buying groups and this and that stuff I had never heard before, but obviously I remember it. I mean, we were all just sort of sort of mesmerized. Um, it, was, it was it was really cool, and then you know. I don't know how most people were in school, but we didn't have very much money. And like I say, it took us out to this really nice, nice restaurant. And it was just a really cool day. I mean, something that obviously I remember in pretty good detail to this day. So well, his, his story is one. It's it's kind of like the American entrepreneurial story of, of coming from, you know, never went to college, had $700 to his name when he started TPM, huh. you know, almost 50 years ago. Now we'll celebrate 50 years in 2023. And and has made this, you know, built this multi-million dollar, you know, multi-location, multi-generational business. Um, so it's, it's a pretty impressive story for sure. So, and he's still around? He still comes to the office every day? No, he doesn't. So he's, uh, over the past few years, um, really started stepping back. It was hard for him. I mean, this was his, this was his first child next to, uh, next to my wife. Um, and, uh, you know, he's just so passionate about the business. He always loved it. He's always loved being included. But uh, the past few years, he's really started to step back. He's, he still sits as uh, chairman of the board. Um, but he comes in, you know, maybe once a week, says hey to people, has lunch, and, and then goes and enjoys, um, you know, the fruits of his labor. 
Well, that's because he has trust that you that you're you're right in the ship, running the ship the right way, which uh, which is cool. I mean, Chris, you've always been a leader. I mean, even through college, I think you were the president of our fraternity for a year or two. Really? There. Uh, yeah, I remember him slamming a gavel a couple of times when some of us were <laughs> were being a little unruly uh, in the crowd there. But uh, you've always been a natural leader, or you were. Obviously, I haven't talked to you in a long, long time. But tell us, tell us kind of how you know fill us, fill me in or fill us in. I know Trent probably knows from sort of college on to where you are now. Yeah, so, I mean, you know, getting out of college, I was always, um, I, I was a construction science and management major. I've I realized now later in life that I am just a builder by nature. I, I love building, building things, seeing things come to fruition, whether it's, you know, companies, teams, or, or at that time, projects. And so I was always, I was always really gravitated towards uh, construction and development. And so I went to work, I met my wife the last semester, we started dating, uh, I was actually going to be heading back to Atlanta, and then we got pretty serious, and I ended up following her to uh, here to Greenville, South Carolina, and uh, went to work for a you know a large general contractor as a project manager, and then ultimately as a director of business development at that company. And I always had this entrepreneurial spirit. I always wanted to start a company and kind of do my own thing. And so I was actually in 2007. I was in the process of starting a construction company. I had my unlimited GC license, getting my LLC set up. Um, talking to banks, and then the market crashed. And, you know, fortunately for me at the time, I, I actually stayed. Uh, I never left. I never went out and actually left. And so I kind of hunkered down at the company that I was with and just had an awesome, awesome opportunity um, for that organization here in South Carolina. And, you know, in 2011, I was ready to – that everything had kind of settled back out, and I was ready to – ready to kind of explore and see what I wanted to do with my life. And I could either stay there and, 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 you know, be a part of a, you know, long standing, standing family business, or I could go do my own thing, which is really what I always wanted to do. So I started looking around and talking to friends and talking to peers and um, talking to mentors. And, you know, at that time I'd kind of pivoted away from construction and really developed a passion in technology. Um, and so I was sitting down with a friend, I'll never forget this one day and having lunch and I'm kind of throwing some ideas off of him. And he says, you know, Chris, have you ever talked to your father-in-law about going to work at TPM? And I was like, huh. I was like, I really haven't. You know, we're super close. My wife's an only child. We always had dinner together and saw them all the time. And, and, but I never in my, in my dreams thought about coming to work for TPM. And, and literally two weeks later, my father-in-law is having lunch with a friend of his. And he says, you know, gosh, I'm, I'm trying to figure out what to do with the business. Um, I'm ready to step back. You know, I don't have the leader internally to run the business. You know, my daughter, Casey, does not want to run the company. I'm trying to figure out, do I need to sell? What do I need to do? And, and that friend said, Jerry, have you ever, have you ever talked to your son-in-law, Chris? Because <laughs> uh, I think he might be a, a good option. So we literally had two people tell us to come speak with one another. Um, and so we sat down one day in our old conference room for, I mean, literally a four-hour lunch. And you know, I talked about my goals and objectives and what I love to do, and, and he talked about where he saw the business going and wanted to see it. And, and literally, it was like somebody came and slapped us both up, upside the head and said, you know, what in the world have you been waiting for? Here's the answer. And it just, just stars aligned. And so I, I came into this business uh, back in 2011, and, um, you know, it was, a, it was a, a very humbling opportunity for me. Um, because most people don't get this opportunity to, to be given the keys to a, you know, at that time, you know, almost 35 year old organization and say, you know, take it and, and, and make it what you want. And so I've, I've, I've taken that challenge and responsibility very seriously as we've grown the company. And 
you know, we've, we've more than doubled the organization um, since we've been here, really innovated and set ourselves up for the future. So it's been, it's been a really, uh, really fun journey so far. And, and again, one that, one that I'm quite honestly humbled to, uh, to participate with. So you told me that story. We were waiting in the line when we first really met uh, at Disney on the roller coaster. I was like, "Really? That's serendipitous. That's crazy." <laughs> it's good luck, man. I think in every business you need a little bit of luck, and I and I had some for sure. But but you but you had already decided that you didn't really want to go into just construction. That you wanted to go more on the technology side. Really. Yeah, I mean, I, I loved construction. I really did. Um, I think, you know, honestly, Trent, watching and experiencing the downturn, you know, because I, I went to work for this company in 2004, and, you know, they were a, you know, $120 million firm, and watching them go to a $45 million yeah, year firm tough. and the struggles that came through that, um, you know, the risk that was associated with it. And I, I think I just kind of, you know, my season and experience of construction I loved, but I also witnessed an extremely tumultuous time in it and and kind of in that in that time i also just really developed that passion for technology so when i got out i always and i still have a passion for for construction and and development i mean we we own real estate as a family and i love developing projects and stuff but but i just i knew at that time what it wasn't going to be my core business Um, i really wanted to look outside of the construction industry in particular well, you know, it's amazing. Everybody, I mean, Trent, you have it. I have it. Chris, obviously, you're talking about how much that time period affected you professionally. And it, it was the same with me. And I'm, Trent's told this story on the radio tons and tons of times, how challenging and difficult that was. And I think that's one of the reasons we're in the labor situation that we are, is a lot of these 20-something, 30, early 30s folks don't have that experience uh, and appreciation for having a job and being part of something and, and fighting for literally your, your life. Um it's a big deal. Hopefully, they don't get that experience they don't, for another right. many years. That's right. <laughs> Ever. That's, at, least, at, least, at least another 50 years or so. I think that'll that'll make me. Yeah, we'll, you, we'll all be out of this game. <laughs> then, then those two boys of yours will be dealing with it, you know? That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Well, well Chris, that is fascinating, yeah. man. I mean, you're, you're, you're very well spoken. I really want we got to go pay some bills. I really want you to tell us what TPM does. I mean, it's a technology provider for the construction and real estate industry. I, th- I mean, you're on the cutting edge. I think it's awesome. Will you stick around, tell that story? You bet. All right. We have Chris Fay with TPM. When we return, you're listening to At Home with Roby. Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services, along with Trent Hayson from the Roby family of companies. We are always having fun in here on a Sunday morning. Uh, joined by Chris Fay. Chris Hales uh, from Greenville, South Carolina, is the president of TPM uh, Family Business. And uh, kind of, if you missed the last segment, we sort of went through the history of TPM and Chris's involvement starting out uh, out of Clemson through the construction industry through the recession, and then partnered up with his father-in-law to run the family company. Uh, Chris, we were kind of wanting to switch gears a little bit now that we've known uh, you and I caught up uh, over, uh, let's see, it's been 18 years since I saw you. We caught up in nine and a half minutes. Um, (laughs) So so now tell us us a little bit about TPM, because I'm sure things have changed uh, since I, I had a brief view of the company back in 2004. Yeah, 
No, it's it's uh, so we've got a uh, a regional uh, technology company is the way that we describe it. So we we serve customers kind of from uh, the D.C. Maryland area all the way down to Florida and over to the Mississippi line. And you know our, our roots. My father-in-law started our company running blueprints, and um, you know that got us really connected with people that design and build things. So we work primarily with architects, engineers, uh, contractors, and manufacturers. And our, our business is really mostly all technology. So software we sell uh, and, and provide services around 3D design software like Autodesk and SolidWorks and Bluebeam. Uh, we have a suite of document management tools. Uh, we, we are in the hardware space as well. So both 2D and 3D print technology. Um, so we work a, a partner up with a lot of our software customers to provide their uh, 2D copiers, printers, plotters, and then also our, our newest uh, division in 3D printing technology. And then we still have a traditional um, print division, which is called the Color Lab. And it is anything from uh, vehicle wraps, trade show displays, interior decor, uh, construction site signage. Uh, and it's actually a separate brand uh, from, from TPM called the Color Lab. And then our most recent venture, we actually just started a new company last year, which is, is technically our sixth division of, uh, of TPM called Treble Hook. And we've, we've created a uh, AEC industry-specific CRM tool um, for mid to large architects, engineers, and contractors. And so we're, we're launching, uh, launched that last year and are starting to bring that to market. But mostly we just, we help, we help uh, architects and engineers and contractors and manufacturers, you know, improve their design process, you know, help them better manage data and, uh, and grow as an organization. Well, no, uh, I got to, uh, to spend a little time with a couple of your teammates uh, earlier in the week, and then we're doing a follow-up call. Um, we're, we're trying to incorporate a little more technology in our commercial construction arena, and uh, and I, I was sort of I got a tease of treble hook, and I know that's your sort of your your newest thing. And uh, tell us a little bit about but more about that. I know you said it's a CRM, but it's how is it specifically designed for what the is AEC? a CRM? See, it's a uh, I mean I, I got to come up with something funny with that. No, uh, customer <laughs> relationship manager. I'm supposed to Contractor. ask questions. You are a CRM. Contractor, Roby, <laughs> something. We can come up with something good. We can come up with something good. Yeah, in your robot, CRM. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's uh, customer relationship management. So if you've heard of Salesforce or others, it's, it's what, you know, what, what most companies uh, utilize as a software package to basically centralize around their customers' data. So, like, we use it as our sales organization. It tracks all of our customers, our support tickets. It's how we create our proposals. It's how we prospect. Uh, it's how we market. It's basically the platform that does that. And so, you know, the story of what Trevelhook is a couple of years ago, um, I went on what I call a listening tour with our customers. And <clears throat> I mean, we serve almost 4,000 customers across the region. And we went and talked to, you know, executive teams and, and really just sat back and listened to, you know, what are the pain points they're having? What are the challenges they see going forward? You know, how can we partner with them to help them grow? And, you know, we, we really discovered two really big issues in that, uh, and specifically with architects, engineers, and contractors. You know, number one is, you know, executive teams were lacking visibility into their business. You know, dashboarding, reporting, just business intelligence was, was, was a challenge for a lot of these folks. And then secondly is their sales process, the way they pursued projects, um, you know, how, how they identified the right types of projects, how they priced and and really went through that sales process um, was was not the way that we thought about a sales process. And uh, we also knew Salesforce very well. And so we said, you know what, I think there's an opportunity here. What if we used the Salesforce platform and created an industry-specific solution on the number one CRM uh, platform 
targeted at mid to large AEC firms, you know, really helping executives, business developers, and marketing professionals, you know, pursue and land the right projects. And so, you know, we, we developed a partnership with Salesforce. We built our, our MVP, um, showed it to a handful of customers, and, like, we hit a sweet spot. And so then we, you know, last year, I called the making the sausage year. We're, you know, getting the IP set up, finishing the programming, the pricing model, the websites, all of that. And then really latter part of last year was when we started uh, landing a number of anchor customers. And, and uh, so now we're hiring folks on that team. And this is our stepping stepping on the gas years to really accelerate that business. Well, I like how you called it a customer listening tour, and, and, and you're, you're so smart, and your team's so smart that you you listen to their needs, and you reacted, and you're creating a solution, which seems like a common theme with a lot of the entrepreneurs that come on this show, Trent. I, I don't hear well. <laughs> no. I think Trent might have just fallen asleep. Uh, not because of you, Chris. I'm I don't, kidding. Listen, listen to your customers. That is a very... Hey, hear, hearing and listening are two different things. Hearing and yep. listening, yes. B- business lesson to, to, of the day. You got listen two ears and one mouth. Hey, I do listen. Yeah. I don't hear well. <laughs> my nose wasn't working the other day. I got vitted up, and my son's like, Daddy, smelling it in your problem. Hearing's your problem. I'm like, son, you're sick. <laughs> Sit down. <laughs> go, go away. Go, go, go play with Legos. Get out of here. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, Chris, like, Trent, or now that we're talking about family, uh, you have two. You have two sons. Is that is that what I hear right? I do. Yeah, I have a ten-year-old son, Dylan, and a twelve-year-old son, Cooper. And and both of them might take the cold slap one day. The old Trent hates oh, the cold slap. From you or from Craig? You get cold slap? Your kid, man, he don't even know what a cold slap is. You have to explain that one. They might. My my boys. My boys could be a little bit feisty, so I'm sure they'd they'd, uh, they'd hang tough with Trent for a little bit until that thing came across. Nah, I say that because him when we were at Disney, his uh, his two sons and my three daughters got along and were yeah. friendly with each other. And we're actually on a planning committee to, you know, get where you get involved. So we're working together on one of these big three uh, trips that we do coming up in a couple of years. But we got a couple of years of planning. So it's a family trip. So I don't want to have to come up with cold slap there, Faye. <laughs> Faye, Faye. That's right. I don't know, well, man. I, told, I, told, I got my I money on Chris on this one. <laughs> I've always told my buddies that have daughters, it's like, you know, we're going to enjoy our relationship until our kids are in their teenage years. Yes. And then there might be a spend of time where we, you know, we don't talk as much anymore. Well, I'm so, definitely uh, hedging our friendship, <laughs> just so you know. Yeah, I know. We'll, have, we'll keep the bromance alive. Exactly. Oh, gosh. Exactly. Hey, Chris, we got like two minutes. G- give us one minute on what 3D printing is. I think our audience likes yeah, to know. I, I don't think everybody knows that. Yeah, man. So 3D printing is a, it's a super, super hot topic, um, one that we have a lot of conversations about. You know, 3D printing has been around for over 30 years. Uh, just over the past five or 10 years has really been, um, you know, much more proliferated in the industry. But, you know, basically 3D printing is, is, is called additive manufacturing. So there's all sorts of technologies that, that, that do it. But you have a 3D model that you've designed and a piece of software like SolidWorks, uh, which, we, which we sell, and, and you want to create a prototype. So before I go to manufacturing, I actually want to create a, a physical representation of what that product might look like. And so that's, that's the prime use for 3D printing is that you, you take a, a 3D CAD file, you export it to a 3D printer. The 3D printer creates a prototype of your model. That is what most 3D printing does today. The real cool evolution in 3D printing is replacing traditional manufacturing methods. So instead of going to an injection mold shop or a tra- traditional tool shop, 
if you needed 500 custom parts, you might send it to a 3D printer. And that's really what the 3D printing industry is after. They've, they've kind of they've kind of taken over the entire prototyping space. Now they're really trying to replace some traditional manufacturing methods in all sorts of materials, metals, plastics. Um, I mean, they're printing human um, human organs now. So it's there's okay. a lot of uh, a lot of really pretty exciting growth coming down down the uh, port for us. That is a great explanation. That's one of your that's one of your six business lines, right? That is, yes, yeah, one of our six six business lines, and, and uh, likely over the coming years, probably one of the fastest growing. I hear you. That is, that is cool. I'm I'm enamored by it. Uh, I I'm interested to learn more. Hey, two things. Give us a plug for TPM. How people can look you up, and then secondly, I want a life principle that you live by. Impart that on our audience. Yeah, man. So to get uh, to get us, uh, tpm.com is is the best way you can explore about our company. Uh, folks can always email me. It's just my name, Chris Fay at tpm.com. And you know, honestly, man, the, the the thing that I probably live my life by the most is uh, is lead by example. Um, I'm a big believer in leadership. Um, I, I believe there's no bad teams. There's only bad leaders. That was from a, a book called Extreme Ownership that we've, I've read. Jocko Willink, yep, my favorite one. Um, so, but, but leadership for me, uh, I believe it's the leader's responsibility to set the example, set the pace and for the team that, uh, they're leading. And I feel like people are looking for good, strong leaders in today's environment. So, so lead by example, that's what I teach my boys every day, the way that they, uh, carry themselves, the way they walk, the way they treat others. And the reality is you're leading by example, whether you know it or not. So you need to think about the way that you're displaying your behavior out to, uh, to people out in the world. So that's what I live my life by, man. I always have for years and years and it served me served me really really well chris what a wonderful show man it was awesome having you on here i mean thank you for sharing your story your wisdom your your, your love it, it exudes uh chris fay from tpm as our guest we'll be back in a second on the at home with roby show Welcome back to At Home with Roby. I'm Patrick McIsaac from Roby Commercial Services, along with Trent Hayson from the Roby Family of Companies. We are your hosts, just wrapped up with Chris Fay of TPM. If that wasn't good. Yeah. Mm. It got me all excited about Jocko Willett, Extreme Ownership. That's a great book. You did get excited. I love that guy. You do? I got to send you a video of him that uh, it's like eight seconds. It's great. You want to get motivated to, I don't know, work out or do anything. Um, go listen to something by Jocko Willick. He's uh, trying to tell me I need to work out. No. Yes. Yes. You or need no. to work out. <laughs> just kidding. No, but it was good. It, I mean, it's, it's just, I haven't talked to Chris until last week and goodness gracious, uh, 2004 was probably five, maybe a little bit after college, but, uh, it's, it's really, I'm really excited. I'm very proud to see how successful he's been. That's awesome. No. Jocko. Fefe. What more you need? That's it. I mean, the day's over. We'll see you, Charlotte. Thank you. Nah. It's been real. Now, I mean, we've got like six more minutes to hang out Charlotte. here. Charlotte. We're not just Charlotte. We're all over the world. <laughs> We're on the worldwide <laughs> podcast. There's this thing called the internet, and you can get all over the world really fat. No, I'm just kidding. Well, I mean, last week, Dean Parker was talking about that, you know? I mean, it's awesome. I mean, I think that those, Chris and Dean, both have very similar philosophies on how they grow their companies. You know, find the need, right? I mean, Dean taught us about the market first, people second, product third. Um, Chris did a listening tour to go find out what his clients really needed so he could take that next entrepreneurial step and grow his company and add his sixth division with Treble Hook. I mean, I, 
all these things are about the same. I mean, when these these folks come in, I mean, it's just it, it's really doing it. Obviously, is is the challenge. So, are you glad uh, COVID's done? Oh yeah, it's, is it officially over? It's over. Wait, hold on, when's the election? I thought it was like three or four days before that happened. No, a couple weeks ago, Mecklenburg County ended it. Actually, I will tell you this: one of the people that I admire business wise and person wise the sure. most is Rich Ballot. Yeah. Rich Ballot. I was thinking about him when Dean was talking about his beeper beeper business. Yeah. Well, he's the largest Verizon yeah. retail store owner uh, in the world. Okay. Awesome guy. Wow. Genius of a man. So I listen to what he says, and I hear what he says. And last year, about two weeks before, two years ago, before COVID started really heavy, when they canceled the ACC tournament and yeah. the NBA and yep. all that stuff, we had a forum meeting. We were on a plane together, and he said, hey, guys, this COVID thing's going to be something serious. I'm like, what is he talking about? Like, I've heard a little bit about it in the news. You know, like kind of like SARS or stuff in the past that never really affected us in America. Yeah. I mean, me and a couple other guys like Brian Ferris and Eric Berg, we're like, okay, yeah, okay. And he's like, yeah, it, it's going to be so serious. I can't, so I went ahead and canceled my – sales uh you know his sales people go on this trip because they hit a certain yeah, like president's club a hundred kind of 200 people on this trip to the islands he canceled it in like two weeks i'm like what this guy done bumped his head i always thought he was smart well two weeks later they canceled the nba <laughs> in the acc tournament and it was on okay yeah last summer early last summer we were at a forum meeting and and the numbers had really dropped, but they had kind of started talking about there potentially could be some variants on the horizon. We're talking things are looking good, positivity. Think COVID's on its way out the door. He goes, guys, nah, we got a ways to go. There's going to be some variants, some serious. There's a serious variant called Delta on the rise. And I think it's going to be something we're going to really have to contend with. I think we're going to take a step back. And then there might be another round or two of variants. I think he bumped his head again. Well, that was last June. Uh, This summer, the Delta variant came, had the major spike. Terrible. Uh, The other day, he said, COVID's over. (laughs) He said, I told all my people. Vaccinated, no vaccinated, whatever. You live your life. It's all your priority, your prerogative of what you want to do at this point. It has turned into, and about five months ago, he said, eventually it's going to turn into an endemic, and uh, and then it'll be like the common cold. That's how the common cold started, you know, as a pandemic, and then, you, you know, 100 years ago, whenever, a couple hundred years ago. So he says it's going to turn into an endemic, and that's why I, older people, their immunities aren't built up. Kids, it won't affect us. That was five months ago. And then he said the other day it's an endemic, and I think the news media has now ended it. So, uh, but but also Omicron was a great thing in, in yeah. hindsight because it kind of, and you know what he said? He said these, uh, what is it? What are they called? What's it called? What's COVID? It's a pandemic. No, what is it? What is the bug? Uh, coronavirus. The virus. He yeah. said viruses. So it's a very the only assault. viruses that survive a long time are the ones that don't die. And the way they die is that they're too strong, they kill you. He said, so that's why Delta didn't last. You know, Omicron's going to last, but it's very mild. He said, because it's going to survive because it goes in people. And their goal as survival of the fittest, because my buddy goes, well, how does a virus think? 
I got to go do this or this. He said, no, she says survival of the fittest. And the fittest are the ones that don't kill their where they're living. You know, you kill where you're living, you die with it. So uh, kudos to Rich. I got to get Rich listening to the show. We need to get him back on the show. I loved when he was on. Yeah, that's that's incredibly intelligent. I mean, it's crazy that people like that are out there. I mean, you and I are just trying to live. I let him do all the reading, and I ask him questions. How about that? There you go. Thank you. Hey, Chris Fay was our guest today. What an awesome guest. Patrick, I'm glad you didn't run him down at Clemson. Uh, (laughs) I'm sure I tried. Wonderful man, wonderful family, (laughs) TPM. Listen, go do the golden rule today. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Be happy. Smile. Take care of those you love. Thanks for listening. Have a wonderful day.